Okay, welcome to another episode of Hans Athletics Radio. We have uh, Caroline Brown sitting here with us, and myself, um, Darren Hansen, and we're going to go over some questions that were sent in via um, submission on Instagram as well as through people I train online. So we're going to have um, Caroline go first on these questions, and that way we can get kind of a look at it from more on your end of the side because she's not technically a trainer or anything. She's been around um, me a lot and kind of knows some of my philosophies on stuff. But so she's going to answer and then I'll come in and chime in and add in what um, my opinion is on some of this stuff. Okay. So Caroline, anything you want to tell the audience or announce? Hey guys, um, I'm excited to hear these questions and we'll see how it goes. Okay, cool. Now you know which one's her and which one's me. So based on the voice. Um, okay. So first question, um, sleep and muscle. I'm not a great sleeper to begin with, but physical therapy school and a new baby definitely aren't helping either. I know it's important for muscle growth, but what are your thoughts on sleep and where do you prioritize it compared to everything else? So first Caroline's going to hit us with some knowledge. All right. So definitely for muscle growth, I think sleep is important. And I would say it would come before, like, if you're super dragging one day and feel like you could use extra sleep beside, instead of training that day, I would lean towards sleep. Um, but I also believe that the idea and perception of the amount of sleep you're getting is more um, important and can dictate things more. So I think the more you stress about the amount of sleep you're getting, the worse it's going to be. And if you're not getting eight hours or seven hours or whatever you think is enough, it's not going to be as damaging as you feeling it is and stressing and thinking oh I didn't get that eight hours last night I'm going to be awful tomorrow at work or whatever I think that can be more detrimental to your body than the actual amount of sleep okay that's that's Caroline's um, take on it so to answer your which a lot of it was great and right I think um, to answer your question because I know you personally, um, physical therapy and a new baby, and you already have another child. Um, I would recommend prioritizing sleep, probably number one. Um, sleep and what you eat is going to be really important, and you're going to need to find ways to sleep better since you mentioned that you're not a great sleeper, whether that be like a sleepy time tea type of drink, um, maybe getting off the phone, winding down earlier, um, getting into bed earlier, trying to do those things, maybe earplugs and take turns with the wife on who's going to wake up with the baby and that type of deal. Just because, um, especially when you're trying to put on some muscle, um, sleep's going to be your number one factor, in my opinion. So um, since I do already train you, and this is an interesting question, I think we should also talk about um, maybe change up the program so you have a more flexible training program. And what we'll do is kind of um, put 
the days that are important first. So we'll put the compound movements and make them the mandatory days. And maybe if you only can get in the gym two or three times a week, at least you'll be hitting the stuff that you'll get the most bang for your buck. So that's a way you can approach it. You can um, kind of lower your training volume, but still hit the things that give you the, the biggest results. And from there, you can focus on using that extra time you're going to get from not having to be in the gym five, six days a week and adding that to the sleep counter. So I think that's the way to approach it. I think you should prioritize sleep over pretty much everything when it comes to the training. And that's what I'm assuming when you say prioritize it compared to everything else. Like, obviously, your kid's more important than your sleep, but... When it comes to training aspects, nutrition, um, actually time being in the gym, I would say sleep is your number uno. So, do you agree? Disagree? Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, answered. Question one, answered. Question two, sometimes my weights aren't consistent from day to day. Is this normal? I'll hit a certain weight one day and then struggle to get it again another day. I know nutrition, hydration, energy, and a bunch of other factors are involved here, but what do you think? What do you think, Carolyn? Um, I kind of think you kind of answered your question yourself. Um, nutrition, hydration, and your energy levels are a huge factor, and um, those change every day, you know, based on what you're eating and your other habits throughout the day. Um, but I think it is normal, at least for me. I know my numbers change um, a lot, what I'm hitting each week. And I think it also changes on the programming you're on and when you're going to be hitting those maxes or those higher numbers. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I agree. I think they answered their own question. There's a lot of factors that are going to be involved, and there's things that you can control and you can't control. Um, and I, I, I'm thinking this is coming from a weightlifter. I'm not positive. But within that sport, I mean, everyone knows it's in that sport for a long time. Um, it varies. Um, not even day-to-day, but week-to-week, month-to-month. It's never a consistent thing. I mean, you may know like a percentage that you can hit typically 65 to 75% of your lifetime maxes. You should be able to hit when you walk into the gym every day. Um, but once you get into those higher numbers, there's going to be days where you just can't hit them and it's not because you're bad or because, um, something's wrong. It's just, that's how it is. And that's how it'll always be. You can't be on top of your game 100% of the time. So you got to look into your, talk to your coach, and uh, you can kind of look at it in a terms of, I mean, there should be times when you should be hitting higher weights, and your coach will know when those are. And there will be times when you're not expected to hit as high of weights because of the intensity and volume of the program and where you're at in the program. A lot of times percentages um, from the coach's side, when I write percentages in a program, um, especially with my more advanced lifters, it's kind of a percentage based on how they're feeling that day. So it's like if it says 85%, um, that doesn't necessarily mean they need to hit 85% of their maximum, but rather they need to hit something that feels like an 85% effort to them. 
So when they're having a high enough training age or a long, they've been training long enough, you can kind of get a feeling for what your 85% feels like. And in your training, when you, on any given day, if that weight feels like you know what that stimulus is, um, then you just need to be smart and back off and make sure you're doing good reps over heavy reps. And that way, when the day comes that you are feeling good, um, it should just be an automatic great day at lifting, you know, but there's going to so many things that play into it. Um, not hitting consistent weights day to day is pretty normal. Um, typically you'll be able to, like I said, narrow down a number that, you know, you can hit every day. And if you're not hitting that number, that's, that might become, there might be something bigger in play or some issues you need to look at. But I mean, if, if you get, after you train for a while, you kind of get a good idea of, um, what you should be able to hit every day in the gym. Okay. Any more to put on that, Caroline? No, I think that's perfect. And I think it's a pretty uh, common thing to think. I remember when I first started into Olympic um, weightlifting, I was very confused why my numbers fluctuated so much. And I remember um, I was living in Hawaii at the time, but... I asked uh, my coach out there if that is something normal or if I should be worried. And he said, you know, that just comes with the territory. So I think, you know, just keep fueling your body and the bigger weights will come. Yeah, we like that. Good job. So, yeah, answered. Question number two, answered. So, number three, what is your take on nutrition? What are some tips? Caroline. Well, I'm kind of shit out of luck on this one. I have the worst nutrition habits, so I probably have the worst nutrition advice. Um, I have a pretty busy schedule (laughs) right now, so I'm usually just drinking coffee in the morning, and that's it. And then when I finally remember to eat, it's around like 8 or 9, and I'm eating a tuna fish packet and maybe some vegetables if that. So, so don't do what Caroline does. (laughs) Yeah. So I have the worst advice when it comes to that. So, um, I'm still trying to work on that. I think for me, my goal that I want to get to is just meal prepping and planning out my meals because for those people with busy schedules, I think if you don't have to think what you're going to eat that day, it's going to make it the easiest on you and you're going to more likely eat healthy and get the macros you need to for the day. Yeah. So my, my take is, um, I'm never have been the coach that's super into strict dietation. Is that a word? Dietitian? It is now. Nope. I don't know. A if that's dietitian a, is who yeah, makes that's the, not a word. Yeah. I've never been into strict diets. Um, I've seen pretty much every diet that everybody talks about, fad diets. I've seen them work for different people. You kind of have to just find what works for you. Um, like keto, for example, is great if you're trying to lose weight. But if you're trying to perform or you're an athlete, um, keto is probably not going to be your best bet because those carbohydrates are important for your fueling and for muscle growth and performance and mental clarity and all kinds of things. So. Keto's not the best if you consider yourself or are trying to be in a 
an athlete or trying to, you know, compete at a high level. Although I'm sure there's some anomalies out there. So again, you just can't narrow it down to one thing works for everybody. I think it's important that you balance. Um, I think your meals should, should be balanced between, I mean, you got to know what, what a healthy portion of, you know, protein is what a healthy portion of fats is and what a healthy portion of the carbohydrates are. And you can kind of pick ones that are better than others, just kind of consciously. Everybody kind of has a good idea of what's better for them and what's not. Um, one thing you can do that's worked for me, and that, I mean, you can try it, is I just try to eat my carbohydrates. Like I'll eat a, a normal amount of carbohydrates for my size and goals, but I'll eat them a lot of them before and right after my workout because that's when I'm trying to fuel my body and then um, rebuild and f- and be able to provide the right nutrients for my body to uh, re- react to that stimulus. So a lot of my carbohydrates will come during that time, and then throughout the rest of the day, I'll try to stick mostly to protein and fats. Um, I err on the side of eating too much protein and too much fats and less carbohydrates. So I like to do it that way, and it works for some people. It doesn't work for others. Obviously, there's some easy stuff you can do right away and that's uh cut back on alcohol cut back on um pop pretty much anything that's like a liquid carbohydrate or most liquids you can cut back on and if you can just start adding in water instead you should see a great result there Um, another thing you can do easy tip is before you eat start out with a glass of water so drink a full glass of water and then from there Eat your protein source. So whatever your protein source is, prioritize that. Eat that first. And then um, you can also with that protein source, pick your fats. Sometimes that protein source is your fats. But if you like are eating avocado or something or coconut oil or that type of thing, you cook in with it. So that would include it. But you would want to eat your protein and your fats first after a glass of water. And then from there, eat a bunch of vegetables. So something green, something that type of deal. And then whatever left you are able to eat. So you should be somewhat full by now. Then you could choose like a carbohydrate source, whether that be, you know, pasta, fruit, potatoes, white rice. Those are all pretty good. Um, one thing you have to be careful of, and I see a lot of females doing is just pounding fruit because they think that's the way to, um, skinniness, but to skinny heaven is fruit, (laughs) fruit juice cleanses, which are bullshit. So, um, just, be careful on the fruit because guess what? It's carbohydrate. It's got a lot of sugar, especially if you're drinking a bunch of soda throughout the day and that type of deal. So just keep in mind what fruit is. Um, it's not bad and it's mostly good, but you just need to portion it right. So I would say basically keep it simple. Like that's the whole idea behind Hans Athletics is keeping it simple and stop trying to confuse people. Everybody just tries to say, think that there's one right answer to everything and there's a secret out there. And if they pay the money or find it, they're going to immediately eliminate, immediately eliminate their problems. But we all know deep down that's how nothing works in life ever. So there's no reason that fitness should be different. So you need to find what works for you. You need to try different things. You can take a couple of the tips I've given you and apply those, but it's going to be a lifelong journey. It's not, there's not one thing that's right, one thing that's wrong. And, uh, there's anomalies in every section of it. So people will argue and argue and argue, but you know, 
There's just not one thing we can tell you. There's no secret. So just take those tips we gave you and uh, apply those. And then from there, dig deeper and find out what works for you. Anything to add on to that, Caroline? Nope. I think that was perfect. Okay. Answered. Okay. Next one's a little tricky. Best material for constructing strength and conditioning programs for youth. Um, there's a couple sources I like. Uh, I, I like Power Athlete Radio. Um, oh, wait. Caroline needs to go. So let's let Caroline go. <laughs> um, <laughs> best material. Yeah, so where can they learn? Um, Hands Athletics. <laughs> oh, I um, like that. Okay. I think just... Shameless plug there. <laughs> <laughs> kind of what you said at the end with nutrition is um, just keeping it simple. I think um, a lot of parents want their kids to be this star athlete, and they want to... They think if they pay X amount that their kid's going to go to the pros and I think that's just the media trying to confuse parents and get more money out of them so I think just keeping it simple um stick to functional movements and stick to hands and athletics (laughs) so um sources I I like power athlete you can look them up they've got uh education course as well as a bunch of free articles that type of stuff um look into anything in the NSCA um you know, they're the ones that kind of put together the CSCS, which is a certified strength and conditioning specialist. And they are required for a collegiate program. So if you're going to be a coach in a collegiate program, it's always good to find somebody that has that certification because they have a good idea of what kind of training goes on in um, college weight rooms, which is, you know, if you're trying to, if your kid is following a structured strength and conditioning program, um, it's likely that they're playing sports. So the end goal, you should look at the end goal and work back. So if somebody is, you know, if you're, if your kid's looking to play college sports, you should go find somebody that's aware and able to verbalize and create a program that would be in a strength and conditioning program. Um, so that's where I would recommend beginning is you can read some of that stuff. You can look it up. Um, you, if you just Google search both those, you'll be able to find a bunch of stuff. So the CSCS or Power Athlete. But it, again, like Caroline said, it comes down to keeping it simple. You'll see a lot of gimmicks, um, speed camps, um, all kinds of crazy stuff like sport-specific training and that type of deal. Um, and we just firmly believe that your strength and conditioning program should be focused on getting um, bigger, stronger, and faster. But the way... You're getting faster is by getting stronger in the weight room and working on primal movement patterns that are displayed on the field. And then from there, um, having your kid play their sport a lot and not only play their sport, play a lot of different sports because that's when they're going to develop the ability to move through space in different ways and fashions is by playing a bunch of different sports. And that's very imperative to not only developing but in the ability to um, display athleticism across a broad domain. If they just play one sport, typically um, you'll see a lot of holes in their ability to uh, display athleticism as well as overuse injuries. So I would say keep it simple. If You you got something? Chime in. 
It was here. Oh, yeah. I just agree with you. Um, I grew up in Maryland, and no one stayed with one sport all year round. Usually, you were in three sports or more. Um, And then when I moved out to Utah, I thought it was kind of interesting how that was kind of taboo. Like, you needed to pick one sport, you played it during the season, and then on the off season, you were in the club sport for that. Um, but I think with that comes a lot of injuries. I saw more injuries out here compared to back east because I feel like they just played that sport all year round um, and didn't develop other movement patterns and um, things like that. Yeah. They were just on one thing. So um, if you're constructing the program, I would say make sure to include play or open loop environments so that's um when maybe a one day a week you're outside of the gym and you're doing some stuff that that the children have to the youth athletes have to react to something whether that's playing some kind of form of tag or sprints where they have to cat and mouse chase each other um something where they have to perform in the moment rather than close loop and then when it comes to riding your actual strength I would definitely err on the side of simplicity, even if you think it's going to be boring. Um, sometimes you think you have to do crazy stuff for people to think you know what you're doing, but really the people that know what they're doing keep it very simple and almost boring. So, you know, but that's what's flashy. That's what sells. That's what parents are looking for are programs where they're doing some weird stuff that they say is sport specific. And it's all just kind of a bullshit market. So if you want to kind of stick uh, stick it to the man and keep some standards, I'd say keep it as simple as you can. Obviously, do the primal movements, lunge. You want rotation, lunging, pressing, pulling, squatting, um, that type of stuff. And keep it like functional. So let less machines, more um, barbells, kettlebells, and free weight type of movements. But, uh, yeah, and if, if you have any specific questions for us, we can always help you. We can be a source of um, material for you. But, yeah, keep it simple. And don't try to create a sexy program that really gets nothing accomplished because you're just wasting your time and you're wasting the athlete's time and you're wasting the parents' money. So get them strong. Teach them how to move right and encourage them to play sports, multiple sports, and to play. I think that's what's important with the youth. So, anything you got on top of that? Nope. Caroline Brown? Okay. Answered. Again, I would, I could do a whole podcast on that one. So, um, let me know if you want more on that. Um, last one we're going to answer today is your what is your view on supplements, BCAA, Recovery agents. Maybe that means steroids. I don't know. <laughs> uh, for lifters. Took them in college, but dot, dot, dot. What do you think, Caroline? What sup, What subs do you take? Ow. Just hit the table. Sorry. Um, Darren and I kind of have this thing where I feel like after I work out, he always tries to get me to take some type of supplement or something, whether it's before or after, and... I'm. I don't know why. I just am super weird about that she stuff. Doesn't like food either. So I just don't. 
I haven't ever tried BCAAs um, or anything else like that. Um, I'm just kind of weird about putting that stuff in my body. I feel like I kind of relate it to energy drinks kind of just because I don't know what the hell's in those things. And if I can't pronounce half the names in the ingredients, then I don't really want it. But also, I mean, there's some good things. My mom takes BCAAs to garden, so. No, she takes pre-workout to <laughs> oh, garden. Oh, pre-workout. She doesn't take BCAAs. That's what it is. She uh, takes pre-workout to garden. So there's so, some extremes there. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you on that. Darren's Shout out gonna, to Rebecca. Yeah, Rebecca Brown um, goes hard. So my view is um, BCAAs are a waste of your money. Just go buy some Kool-Aid. Um, it's a good flavored drink, but the only way I could see it applicable is if you're a vegetarian. Um, a lot of the, so the branch chains, the amino acids, BCAA, the ones that are usually in those supplements are what is found in meat or your protein sources. So if you are a meat eater, then the odds are that you 0% need BCAAs. So I don't advocate BCAAs. I do advocate creatine. I do advocate caffeine. Um, there's some a lot of clean pre-workouts out there that are good. So Black coffee it, as well. Yep. So if you need that kind of stuff, that's good. Um, I like fish oil or krill oil. Um, I enjoy those. I feel like they are beneficial for multiple reasons. Um, what else? I mean, green supplements are the rage right now. I don't really know how much they help. So if somebody was asking me, like, which ones would you want me to take as a recommendation from me personally, I would tell them what I'm comfortable with, and that would be adding, you can add in some kind of protein source if you're not eating enough. So like whey protein or cricket protein is cool right now too. So some protein, uh, creatine for sure for everyone, guys, girls, their kids, their dogs, creatine. People and then girls or people say, well, doesn't it make you bloated? Yeah, like never did. But a lot of the new formulas, like they, you don't even hold any water weight at all, first off. And if you hold two pounds of water weight more, I mean, who cares, right? So um, creatine for sure, whey protein. I like a good pre-workout. And uh, I also right now I'm doing um, some carbohydrate supplementing. So... Um, right before my workout and after I have a carbohydrate powder, I'll add into my protein shake. Um, and that's cause I'm always perpetually trying to gain weight. So I'm trying to mass up. So I always am trying to make a one to one ratio of how much protein and how much carbohydrates I'm intaking before and after my workouts. So th that's a good one. Um, again, we just have to remember supplement the word supplement. Okay. There's no secret about them. They're not going to make you really that much better. Um, they're just a supplement to the work you're already doing. So a lot of times people prioritize supplements and not prioritize the actual work or their program. Or I mean, you'd be better off paying for a better training program and a better coach than you would spending 200 bucks a month on supplements. So that's kind of my take on it. Um, and recovery agents, I'm just assuming by that you're just talking about what we just talked about. Um, if you're talking about steroids, it's illegal. 
um, in most sports. So wouldn't recommend those. And uh, what else? Do we, do we take anything else? Um, the only thing that I take that I really like is just the green supplement. Who do we yeah, get it from? Coffee and greens. You like that? Uh, oh, we get our stuff from FNX Fitness or out of Utah, but their stuff's actually really good. Yeah, they have um, a green supplement that tastes amazing. Um, I try to take that two times a day. Yeah, and that's a shameless plug too since you just brought that up. Um, on our website, there is a... a tab that you can click on called supplements makes sense right supplements and then it takes you straight to fnx's page and it automatically uh puts a discount code in at checkout so um if you are looking to buy supplements and you're interested in the brand make sure to click on it through our website and that way you'll get i think it's like 15 per 20 percent off your order so if you're going to buy something I'd recommend that stuff as well as there's a local company here that does a pretty awesome clean workout pre-workout. They're called Black Label Supplements and they just do pre-workout, but their pre-workout has creatine and um, BCAAs in it. So if you really dig that stuff, you can actually save some money. Um, And our code on that, again, you can get another percentage off there and it's just Hanson Athletics. No space. So... Um, I take some supplements for sure, but it's just not the, it shouldn't be the bulk of what you're worried about with your training program. And I think if you just add in those couple that we're talking about, you should do pretty well. Um, anything you got Caroline on that? What do you No, I think that's good. Yeah. Okay. Do we have any other ran? Oh, I have a random question that someone submitted on Instagram. Um, so it's kind of weird. I had two Tommy John surgeries. So I'm assuming he's a thrower or does some kind of throwing. How do you work on grip strength? So just simple answers for that. I mean, anytime you're doing a barbell lift, work up as high as you can without straps or hook grip. So just double overhand gripping and holding on to that sucker. So doing as much as you can to use your actual grip strength squeeze the bar hard and get your forearms going. You can also obviously buy those um, hand squeezer things you've been, I mean, those have been all over the market for 40 years. So you can just buy one of those and just work on squeezing that thing all day. Um, there's like fat grip things you can add onto your bar that makes it a little thicker. Um, that All that stuff will work on grip strength. What do you think, Carolyn? You got any super secret tips for grip strength? <laughs> I have no idea. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. So... Caroline doesn't have anything to say about grip strength, and she thinks you're weird for asking that question. <laughs> that is not true. Okay, not true. So that's pretty much all the questions we got. Um, we will do another one of these in the sh- short future. So if during that time, if you have any questions you want us to answer or just talk about, you can always send them over to my email, Darren at HansonAthletics.com. Um, go to our website. It's really easy to find a form there just to drop a question on or just um, send it over on Instagram. Um, if I'm currently training you, so if you're one of the 70 people I'm training online, you can always just send it directly to me through our app, and I will write it down and make sure to get to it. Um, yeah. Yeah. If you're new or learning about Hanson Athletics, we offer 
Um, we're in Pocatello, Idaho, our main location. And we have training one-on-one and small group training on site. And then we offer a lot of online programs with like video analysis and that type of stuff. Um, we help a lot of barbell athletes as well as um, sport athletes or people that are trying to get their movements better, um, get back in shape and start to move pain-free. So we get a lot of people that maybe have um, issues with their knees, elbows, shoulders. They're 50, 60 years old and they are ready to try something different and try um, to get the ability to use those joints back and be able to, you know, be strong and move well. So we, we do that. And then we, if you're in the Pocatello area, we actually are moving. So we're expanding and we are headed into a joint facility with, uh, streamlined sports, which is a PT clinic, orthopedic, um, type of clinic where they work with athletes on getting them back to sport um, not just athletes, anyone, but they tend to draw a crowd of either outdoor athletes, so mountain bikers, um, skiers, that type of thing, mostly active people, and try to get them back doing what they love to do. So we'll be moving onto their floor with them as a way for them to, when their fi- clients finish with them, they can come over to us and we can make sure to implement a, a structured program with them before they get too heavy back into sport and successfully transition them back into sport with um, no pain as well as they'll be more resistant to injury or getting re-injured. So it's going to be sweet. You know, I think Caroline's going to come a couple times. What do you think, Caroline? Yeah, definitely. I'm excited to see it. Yeah. So it's going to be good, and we appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll try to get the line on here a little bit more to um, provide some (laughs) alternate opinions because when it's just me on here it's just my opinion so again thanks for listening and uh tune in next time right let's hear it caroline yeah (laughs) tune in next time all right try that yeah no thank you (laughs) all right thanks for listening guys